This podcast contains colourful language and some adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! Welcome to the Generation Why Though podcast, where we ask why we are who we are, why we make our life choices, what's going on in the world, and why aren't we ready for any of it? We are three best friends from the beautiful island of Ireland asking why Generation Y do what they do. Hi guys, how are you? Oh my god, John, you're so extra. That Thank was, you. That was insane, yes. You couldn't see, but I had beautiful hand movements as well. I was very <laughs> excited. Mm. How is everybody? How are you guys? Very good, very good. It's starting to get very dark very early and mm-hmm. it's giving me very seasonal affective disorder vibes. Mm-hmm. It's really, really dark. You guys came like an hour ago and it was pitch black and it was like not late at all. I know it's very dark. It's not even that dark. It's not even that late. Like I finish work at what six o'clock, but because it gets so dark at half four, by the time I leave, I'm just like, might as well just go to bed now. I know it's seriously depressing. Um, if you notice that we sound really, really good, it's because we got a brand new mic and we're so professional. (laughs) Look at us spending money and being professional. I'm very, very into this. What do you mean spending money? We got sponsored because we're so famous. Of course. Of course. Shout out to uh, insert sponsor. How are you, John? Uh, well, speaking of depression, uh, my parents came over, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> no, my parents came over for the weekend, and it is, it is lovely when your parents come over, and you're like, here's my beautiful house, here's my life in London, it was lovely. They treated me to food, and they bought me clothes. That still happens when you're in your late 20s, hopefully it never stops. Um, yes. But it has been lovely, but I'm looking forward to a nice relaxing weekend this weekend. Lovely. Connor, how's your week weekend been? Yeah, it's been really good. Last weekend was very chill for me. Very kind of getting back to myself, taking a bit of time for self-care. You know what I mean? I did a foot pack. Wow. I got myself a face mask. Wow. I know, my feet are like so soft. So foot far. packs are, did all your skin peel off? Well, no, because my feet are clean and nice in the first place. But they made them super soft. Well, so, okay. All of my yeah. skin peeled off, so at me. <laughs> well, to be fair, I got mine from Poundland, so it's probably not done anything. <laughs> well, I had a wonderful weekend. We had another Halloween party, um, and I'm officially off the set. I can't... Can't hack it. it. Can't hack it anymore. I'm way too old. I'm OTS. I'm off the set. So I'm ready to to have a pamper weekend. OTS. I'm OTS. I'm obsessed with that phrase. That is definitely being brought into the vernacular. (laughs) Is it me or did Halloween literally last seven years? Oh! This year. So long. I felt like just every single weekend I was like doing something for Halloween or thinking of Halloween. I think it's because weekend before we were doing something for Halloween. Yeah. The actual Halloween was midweek. The pendulum oh, yeah. people were having Halloween parties, you know, the week after Halloween. Yeah. It was a lot. Not that I'm complaining, lot. but it just felt like a lot. I think it's mostly because Halloween fell on a Thursday. So it's kind of like, do you do it the week before? Do you do it the week after? And because we're gremlins, we do it both. We did both. And also, I don't complain about it really because it was like mad pure for a Halloween episode. So yeah. <laughs> it's not so bad. Thank you very much, guys, for making that a very good episode of ours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of, we do have a little bit of admin that we need to get into. Yes, we need to do a little um, correction time, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. We're all looking at Connor right now. Everyone's staring at me. What's going on? I did tell everyone that I lived in zone one. I do not live in zone one. I live in zone two. Oh. I lived in zone two. But it was basically on the cost of zone one and I'm not going to apologise for it even though I just did. So. Can we just stress, it wasn't only once that he mentioned it was in zone one. He was like, guys, let me say again, zone one, zone one. <laughs> I think what we're going to do is insert a wee clip here of me talking last week so that you can actually hear my <laughs> absolute idiocy. It was 
Hashtag embarrassing. Hashtag embarrassing. Also, we would like to apologise for the lateness of last yes, week's episode. Yes, we're so sorry. We did have some technical difficulties, which meant that we were unable to give the episode as promised. But it did go a little bit later, and all of our lovely fans were very appreciative and very happy and very understanding. So thank you very much, guys, for your patience. Yeah, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm sure if you've listened to the episode, which of course you have, it's a long one, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. So um, it took a little bit longer to upload, but we got there in the end. So thank you so much. Thank you. So this week, I no we are here to talk about something that is very important to us to gen y in general and indeed to all generations careers yes Mm -hmm. so i know that this week we want to focus on every single thing of a career because that could be every single podcast for the rest of the year Mm -hmm. but we're going to focus on a few little important things i'm thinking we could look at what is a career what is a job yeah the history of our own careers would be cute some funny stories. I'm pretty sure we have loads of those. Yes. Especially after totally. last week. Does our career make us happy? Yeah. Do we enjoy it? Yeah. Important. No. <laughs> and I think a nice little comparison from Gen Y to Gen Z and also potentially Generation X. Yeah. It's constantly changing the concept of our career. I think a comparison could be cute. I completely agree with you. I think career as well for our generation is becoming like more and more important. Mm-hmm. It's like our number one priority. Um, whereas it might not have been for like our parents' generation or the previous generation. Mm. Um, so it's very interesting. It's a hot topic right now for us millennials and our generation Y. And we're going to take a deep dive into it today. <laughs> deep dive. Deep dive. So on that note, um, let's kind of define what a career is. Because a lot of times people will confuse a job and a career and use those words, kind of um, intermingle those words. Yeah. But I'm here to give you guys the real tea on what a career is. <laughs> I want to sip. Tell me. You want to sip? Okay. So how does a different job? A job is kind of more short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, focuses more on earning money whereas a career is made up of several different employments in a particular field mm-hmm. that provides experience for your future and allows you then to earn a better paycheck a better living status and things like that okay so a career i guess is um something that you see progression in right as opposed to a job is something you do for money yeah i think the kind of general consensus is a job is I'm doing this so I can get paid and get some money. Whereas yeah. a career is, you might do a few different kinds of jobs, but it all tends to be in the same sector, in the same general profession, in the same general area that you build upon for the rest of your life, potentially. I view a career as something that in the next five years, mm. whereas I view a job as like, this is what I'm doing at the moment, this week, this mm-hmm. month, what could be happening next month, what could be happening next year. Mm. Whereas a career for me, it's like you're constantly looking long term. Yeah. That's how I view it, more long term as opposed to short term. That's a really good point. I think a career is... For a longer period of time. Yes. When you think a career, you think the rest of your life. Yes. What do I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Okay. When it comes to generation wise and careers and jobs, we apparently have one of the highest employment rates compared to previous generations. So there's really? an 82% employment rate in the UK for millennials now, with unemployment at 4.5%, which in the grand scheme of things isn't so big. I was about to say, that's quite good. That's not what I expected at all. Yeah, it's quite good. However, this is where we get into the career versus job debate. Yes. Ah. What is the sector with the highest amount of employment from millennials? And it's retail and wholesale. So retail and wholesale, for me anyway, usually consists of maybe some part-time work. It's very zero-hour contracts. Very much. It's people who are doing jobs, maybe Mm. over career. Of course, you can have a career in retail and wholesale, definitely. Of course. I think that kind of reflects what the general environment is for millennials working in. So it's sort of this retail environment. Yeah. Um, Followed by 12.4% work in healthcare and social. And 9.8% work in education. So all of these young people are our teachers and our nurses. Big up the Gen Ys. Um, But when I think of 
the um, unemployment being so low and employment being so high, it's great. But I think the zero hour contract to me is important. Yeah. Say so you're working over the Christmas period, you know, like people like Primark and places like that, they're uh-huh. seasonal workers. Does that mean that they are now employed, even though they have only been employed like a very short term contract mm-hmm. for those four weeks? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to distinguish, I personally think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the employment figures, even though it's high, it doesn't necessarily reflect a good thing. These people are employed, as you said, on part-time work or seasonal work. Yeah. Um, particularly, seasonal work, yeah. yeah. Particularly if it's reflected in retail, I reckon that's probably yeah. what it refers to. Yeah, agreed. So now that we've kind of talked a little bit about what a job is and what a career is, let's talk about us three because I know for a fact... Our favourite the... topic, us three. Us three. <laughs> <laughs> what? Three people on a podcast talking about themselves? Never. I love how you actually pronounce the H. On what? Three. 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 I'm doing my general podcast voice where I need to speak in a clear, concise tone. You've been practicing. I have been practicing. Thank you. Proud of you. So yes, um, I know for a fact that the three of us all do have a career and all have a mind for our careers. Yeah. So I thought it would be quite cute to talk about, as members of Generation Y, why we wanted to have a career. Why do Generation Ys want a career? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? Um, do you want to start, Connor? Yeah. Well, for me personally, I wanted a career... Because I've, I think I've always wanted a career. It's always yeah. been something that's been in my head. And I think that might be something to do with um, the way I was brought up for my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my parents to pieces and they gave me the best upbringing that I could have possibly asked for. But they were very adamant that I was going to go to college. I was going to get a degree. I was going to get a job, build a career, have a family and do that whole kind of lifestyle thing. And I think that's a lot of people in our generation's parents wanted them to have that kind of life. So from a young age... The concept of going to college and have a career was just like, well, of course that's what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted a career, even though I didn't necessarily know where I wanted to go with this career or what career I wanted. Yeah. And potentially still don't. But I always knew that's kind of somewhere where I would go. What about you? Do you think that creates like an unnecessary pressure? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think our generation's filled with unnecessary pressure. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. My parents, I guess, were like very encouraging of me to pursue a career in my mind it was either you get married and have kids or you have a career now obviously it's different and you can like merge two things but as a woman it was like you either choose to go down the education route or you choose to get married and have kids and I chose Mm. to go down the education route and pursue a career so my one is slightly different in that I always wanted to be a teacher from a very young age which is a career in itself so I never really thought in my head, like, I need to have a career, I need to have a career. This is what my parents wanted me. I just, at all times, wanted to be a teacher, which just happens to be a career. So it wasn't until I actually got the job and I'm kind of looking at, you know, future pro- prospects, I started being as, oh, I need to think in the future, I need to do this more as a career, how can I further my career? Oh, okay, that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, as opposed to, like, being a teenager or a child, you know, as you say, like, almost like societal expectation of, you'll get a career, you'll work, this is going to be... Certain people don't know what they want to do in terms yeah. of their career, which causes undue stress. I'm a bit different in that I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. That was never going to change. And it just happens to be a career because I know plenty of people who are, you know, in their 20s and in their 30s. And they're still a bit like, I don't really know what I want to do. What is my career going to be? Yeah. And unfortunately, even though we try and fight it, again, there seems to be a societal expectation of, you need a career Mm. and that again puts stress on people I knew what I wanted to do from a young age I always knew I wanted to do something in work in a hospital or work helping people like I wanted to be a doctor or a nurse or work in a lab in science of some sort I'm not a doctor or a nurse I don't do the smart version (laughs) she is scientist Nikki as we all know um, in the previous episodes (laughs) I find um, you say like you know you discovered your career and what you want to do from a young age so did I 
do you think it's easier or harder? Because people say, oh, it's so easy. You knew what you want to do from a young age. But actually, I think when you know what you want to do from a young age, you put mad pressure on yourself and you kind of almost box yourself into that. So like, I wouldn't stop until I wanted to do what I wanted to do, which meant I was really fucking annoyed and pissed off when I didn't get the job I wanted or mm. I found it really difficult to get the job I wanted. Did you find that or did is it different? I think teaching? it was, I think like anything, it has its positives and negatives, as yeah. you said. The positive sense is I didn't sit there at like 18, finish my leaving cert, what's what I do now? Irish glossary time, leaving cert. Set of exams that an Irish student will sit at the end of their sixth year of secondary school. The exams you do before you go to university. Think A-levels. Mm. What do I do? I guess I'll just pick this random course and hope for the best. Mm. But as you say, there was a few things stopping me when I did get my leaving cert. I had to go the long way around to get what I wanted to do. And that was heartbreaking at the time. Mm. Because as you say, I had this vision in my head, very tunnel vision. And any kind of blip or any kind of thing that was stopping me, yeah. I would get upset. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was kind of different then because you guys obviously knew what you wanted to do when you were younger. Yeah. I had no clue. Like, I have a job in marketing, as we know. I've talked about it quite a few times in the podcast already. Mm-hmm. Marketing, marketing. Marketing, what? Exactly. But I kind of just fell into this job. Like, I wasn't really looking for it. It's not anything that I study for. Neither of my two degrees are for this. Your two degrees are hysterical. Yeah, I know. My two degrees, la, 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 la. But yeah, neither of those are in marketing. Um, It was never something that kind of was told to me that's a job that you can do or anything that I kind of came across. I think it's a real Generation Y job. Oh yeah, totally Generation Y job, do you know what I mean? But like, in terms of my jobs, like I've been doing random jobs all over the world. Like in New York, I would work in bars and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was never like a, like a crazy serious job. It was just because I had to. And even when I was at home, I only ever got jobs because there were ones that my family knew or people that um, my mum and dad knew and that's how I got the job. Typical Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. typical Ireland. So when I came to London and I was looking for jobs, this is the first job that I've ever kind of got myself yeah and I've really worked my way up and like you know got really good at it I've been there for like two years now mm-hmm. and I feel like I've progressed quite well I'm doing quite well yeah you seem to really like it oh thank you yeah I think I'm, I'm getting on quite well with it but there is a serious 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 stench of imposter syndrome about me oh my god like honestly half the time I'm at work I genuinely don't feel like I should be at work or <laughs> I belong there or I'm doing the right job or anything at all I'm the exact same I don't know if this is a generational thing as well whether we like are completely sort of full of self-doubt and anxious about everything but I feel like a fucking tick compared to <laughs> everybody I work with like particularly with the people I'm surrounding like research and stuff they're so fucking intelligent and I'm there like all right what's the crack <laughs> well you're scientist Nikki so well I don't know about that so I have two things to say one if our viewers or listeners at home like to get drunk, drink a shot every time Connor said the word job. You'd mm. be pissed after one minute. Rude. And second of all, playing slightly devil's advocate, mm. we have discussed what a job is, we discussed what a career is. Do you think your current means of making money is a job or a career? Oh, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I would have to say career. Like, I think I've yeah. moved into that. Oh, because I was saying job the whole time, wasn't I? Yes. That's what he's referring to. Yeah, oh, my referring to. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Wig, I am scalped right now. <laughs> Let's cancel the episode, we failed. Ah, okay, cool. I'm just gonna see myself out. This is Connor, and the point is way up here. You can't see, but John's pointing to the I'm sky. pointing to the roof. He's pointing to the roof. Um, but yes, I would definitely consider this my career, and I feel like. Like, I've always only ever had jobs. Like, that's the tea. Like, I definitely feel like I'm at that stage where I'm in a career now. Go and that's you. kind of where I am. Good for you. What about you, Nikki? Mm. Um, I always sort of knew I wanted to work in, like, the 
clinical research medical sector I work in clinical research and academic research at the minute um Oof. and I was like lo- obsessed with science subjects and stuff in school I so. have no idea like how like how do you want to be involved in clinical research like well it, I was really into science subjects I was really into biology I was really into like the human body and medicine and stuff I didn't want to be a doctor though weirdly I know that sounds so mad but like I had no interest in working in the hospital maybe it's because I am very aware of like wanting to work nine to five I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to be a doctor I still wanted to help people though and like what I love about my job is that I work in the interest of public health. So mm. I've worked in clinical research in the private sector where it's been very like money hungry and it just feels like people are making a lot of money from like medicine and sick people, mm. which is honestly feels fucking weird. Capitalism. Capitalism, Capitalism exactly. Capitalism, big pharma. Um, but now I work for um, government funded and public health research, which is like so fucking rewarding. And like for me, job satisfaction is everything. So. Mm. Oh, lovely. I love yeah. that for you. Yes, queen. Thank you. Um, you say that even from a young age you didn't know what you wanted to do but I feel like all kids have interests and all kids have dreams did you have that interest that you wanted to do or that dream you wanted to fulfill yes so I'm going to touch on that because I think every child has a job that they wanted to do 100% I, had a, I, I, went, I went through a few little phases myself but the difference is is that and I, I think it's that I didn't feel the passion for them yeah. I feel like if you want a career you have to feel passionate about wanting to do it yeah. do you know what I mean if you have, are in a career that you've done and you don't enjoy what you do it's it's just not good yeah and i and but as a kid all these jobs sounded great but i just never really wanted to do them i was going to be a teacher for a couple of years i was going to be a paleontologist yes at seven years of age well, i was going to be a, not an archaeologist a paleontologist i was you, a dinosaur-ish did you watch those friends i did watch those of friends that's why that's exactly why <laughs> oh my god Plus, i wanted to be ross i wanted to be ross but i saw lots of like um kids books and stuff like we would use i remember in primary school we used to go to um, the library and we used to get the same I used to get the same book out every single week about paleontology oh yeah. that's so fucking and uh, now I work in marketing <laughs> that's thank you close enough oh if the paleontology reading paid off do you know what I mean <laughs> uh, I have gas ones that I wanted to be as a kid yes tell us all when I was 14 years old I found God I'm sorry what and I thought that God was calling me to be a nun shut the front door <laughs> I'm oh. not even joking Oh, John, do not say fuck off in front of a nun. I can't. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so flabbergasted. I swear to God. I was like, do you know what? Maybe this is the way for me. I Shut thought, up. I swear to God. Shut up. I swear to God. I would be like praying and stuff. And I'd be like, God, I just want to do good. Like, I want to do good by you. I want to do good by the world. Like, maybe, maybe I should marry you. Like, maybe this is my thing. I look hot in a habit. Let's fucking do it. I want to be a nun. I feel like this is exactly what happened. Do you remember that member from Bewitched? Who ended up becoming a nun and then left because she was a lesbian. Bewitched, famous Irish band consisting of four girls, one of which was not a lesbian who turned into a nun. Songs include Say La Vie and Blame It On The Weatherman. Are you, no, it was Anna who won Big Brother. Remember the Irish Anna who won Big Brother who was a nun, but now she's a lesbian. Yeah, but, was she, was like every nun. but she was in Bewitched. No, she? she wasn't no, she in Bewitched. Wasn't. Yeah, she was in Bewitched. Anna <laughs> wasn't in Bewitched. Anna wasn't in Bewitched. Then what was Anna too. Anna was just in Big Brother. She won Big Brother. She was an Irish winner of Big Brother. I she guarantee you one of the girls from Bewitched left to become a nun. Probably. There could be two. That's there a very specific thing to happen to two different people. So what oh, you're saying oh, is oh. if I had to become a nun, this would have been a pure gay podcast. <laughs> <laughs> two gays of me. The we could officially be an LGBT podcast. <laughs> yeah, officially. Uh, I'm just an ally now. Yeah. <laughs> but where did the nun come from? Like, I don't like, know. And how long did that last? Probably for like for a while. I remember like I was in second year, I was about 14. Oh my God, this is where I came from. So my um, great aunt is a nun and she like used to live with my nanny and like I would see her a lot. And she left to be nun at 14. So when I was 14, I was like, maybe this is what I want to do. Like maybe I want to be a Franciscan. <laughs> So fucking weird. Oh my I'm god. Absolutely not a nun now, I'll tell you. That. 
But I wanted to do like basic jobs. Like I had no idea of career. You don't have an idea of career as a kid. So I no. guess I wanted to do what you could call jobs. Well, no, I want to be a hairdresser, which is definitely a career. I wanted to be a hairdresser and I used to like blow dry my like fake doll's head. Have you ever seen this? Bitch, I had one too. No wonder yeah. I was scared. I used to blow dry my fake doll's head and talk to him and be like, how's your holidays? And like blow dry <laughs> Making small talk with the dolls. I did. And then I also wanted to be a shopkeeper because I was just obsessed with like the Fisher Price checkout things. I was obsessed. Loved it. Counting money, being like, yeah, I'll give you your change. No bother. So good. I absolutely loved that. But yeah, when I was a kid, I guess it's just like basic shit. And then at some point you decided you want to be a nun, you want to be a scientist because yeah. religion and science go hand in hand, as we know. <laughs> so I'm like an absolute oxymoron. Like I don't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, so I I don't know, I just really liked um, science subjects in school and I was really interested in like biology and like the human body and stuff and medicine, so I just thought I'd pursue that. And why not? And why not? And why not? Yeah. Why though? Why though? Why though? Yeah. Um, I don't think we should bother asking John, but off you go. Well, oh, you're like, like I'm a past. teacher I always want to be a teacher yeah, I I'm just teaching. not really I'm, obviously I did the whole like you know oh, I want to be Britney I want to be like a pop star I want to be Justin Timberlake I want to go to the stage and dance and say you know all those kind of dreams kind of thing no tell us more shut up <laughs> there's definitely photos of me some with a blonde wig and we will find those so obviously we've had lots of different jobs anyway before we have our careers I'm doing um, air quotes mm. um, best and worst jobs you've ever had I had so I thought about this now and <laughs> I'll have to say one of I didn't really have like a bad job there was never any job that I was like I dreaded going into yeah. like I've never had that yeah. but one of the ones That's that was good. one of the toughest was when I lived in New York I worked in this restaurant and it was just off Times Square but I would do the breakfast shift so I would wake up at 4am in Brooklyn Ugh. to get the subway at 5am to open the restaurant at 6 and work until 2 in the afternoon and that was like 6 days a week to be fair I made absolute bank when mm. I worked there like I made so much money and the tips were insane especially like the tourists at 6am on Times Square like mm. money 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 but it's really annoying when you leave work and your friends are only starting work and you have nothing else to do for yourself and you find yourself taking yourself to shows or mm. going to the cinema or going to the park on your own yeah where's your social life quite like you know into myself and quite independent doing it nice but, you know, yeah, not the one in Manhattan all by yourself oh you honey it's oh. lonely it's a lonely lonely city oh. I'll say that so that was one of the worst ones um, but like I had a crazy routine with work like with jobs back in the day like when I was at college so I went to college in Maynooth University back in the day it was NUI Maynooth National University of Ireland NUIM NUIM but when I used to go home to Dundalk on the weekends I would go back on a, sat- on a Friday night on a Saturday I would get up in the morning I would go to work in a, like a soft play area you know, like a kid's, like, massive warehouse full of all the kids climbing cranes and stuff. That just screams bacteria to me. Oh, it's <laughs> rotten. And I'll tell you, they don't clean it as often no, as they, they tell don't. You. They do not clean it as often as they tell you. But I was, I think I was, like, the longest running member of staff there for a long time because he used to, like, churn out all the 16-year-olds. You but must be, there. like, completely immune to, like, every disease after working in that place. Honestly, <laughs> I think I am. Oh, that's definitely yeah. the t-shirt. Actually, that's John. Definitely <laughs> the t-shirt. But I used to work there at 11am. I would finish at 6. My mother, and I lived in the other side of town. My mother would come collect me, drop me to the dog racing stadium in Dundalk, where I would go and I would work there for three hours. I worked at the entrance turnstile. Oh my God. So, to be honest, a handy job. I literally sat and let people in, but I had to do the currency exchange in my head. Because we lived on the border, I had to accept euros and sterling and I had to be able to exchange that in my head and do it fast, 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 fast. So you were Revolut before Revolut existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was revolute before I existed. So I would do that for three hours. Then my mom would come back to collect me. Oh and on the way, I'd give her a text. Well, mom, bring the jeans. Bring my nice pink shirt. We would get collected. Take us over to the off license. Mm-hmm. And then we would get the drink for the night. Drop me to the friends. Go out on Saturday night. Wake up on Sunday. Go work in my uncle's restaurant for the day for a good six or seven hour shift. And then get the bus back to my new. You're a grafter. Mm. I had three jobs. That was basically one job. So yeah. Yeah. That's, my, that's my crazy, crazy work stories. John, worst job. I didn't necessarily have 
a terrible job. Teaching, no, I'm I, joking. <laughs> but I will say I did have that job where people were like, show them the grand, you're being paid to do nothing. I worked in a place, it was um, during the recession, it was very, very quiet. You go in for a nine hour day and it was genuinely the definition of looking at the clock. Oh. Every, every 10 minutes on the 10 minute, I swear the Minahan was going backwards. So there was nothing terrible about it. But I will say, because of that job, I'd say I would happily work a 12-hour shift and not get a lunch or get a break and be off my feet for 12 hours straight than work a nine-hour shift yep. and have basically nothing to do. Always better to be busy than yes. not to do. And my worst job was probably working in a restaurant because I'm so terrible at like remembering orders. I fucked up everyone's order. It was <laughs> absolutely awful. But like I was a lovely person, yeah? Like, I wasn't rude. So why, like, what happened when I left? I don't think... It, it was a warranted response. So I, it was my last day and um, I had like a horrible, horrible manager. It was in New York as well, in a restaurant in New York and an awful manager. Oh, I think I know this and restaurant. on my last day, she was like, everybody hates you here. Thank God you're leaving. I was like a 20 year old kid. I was oh like, you're a fucking bitch. Yeah, she was awful. So that was like probably my worst job. So it's not all negative when it comes to work. We know there are some happy things. And that's actually a nice segue, introducing myself as host john hogan a welcome to my new game show in which you guess what job brings the most satisfaction to jen wires interesting wow that was so extra i can't thank go. you here's my microphone oh very good thank you <laughs> it's just my elbow but they're just gonna talk into my elbow which is fine, which <laughs> that'll like. do that'll do so this is a website that carried out a survey yep and they were asked to score it out of five Ooh. do we just guess randomly from any possible job in the world i think so yeah oh okay Okay, I think we can do this. Also, I'm just going to point out now that I have a personal vendetta to win this game because I did so you'll, badly last time. You'll definitely win because I have no fucking idea where to start with this. Well, that's fine. I'll give it a first go. We can kind of kind of test the waters. So what I need to guess is the career in the UK that has the highest job satisfaction. Yes, there was a job server career okay. and they were given out a five. And even if you're completely wrong, that's okay. Because you're honest, I just saw the answers there and my eyebrows did raise a few times. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go for... A basic job. Well, not really a basic job. You have to get a big education. Um, dentist? Okay. So I'm going to pass myself over to contestant number two. Okay. I, I have two comments. I actually think dentistry is has the lowest job satisfaction rate. Yeah. And I'll see myself out. I think I might have... I know this or either heard of it. Heard of it. Is it a gardener? Not oh, here. No. Shit. <laughs> I you were so there. confident. I got it. You get one more guess each contestant. This is what we ahead. call a lifeline. Okay, well, I'm going to go for teacher. No, that is... Is it on the list at all? Not even in the top 10, but it is in the top 20. Oh, well, I'll take that. A psychologist? No. Oh, God, I feel like that'd be so depressing, people so, talking at you. I have no fucking idea. Or am I thinking of a therapist? Uh, it's about shit. It's about shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a random one. It is a customer success manager. That's what? the most bullshit job title. So, it basically, it's your job to, like listen to the customers take the good parts and the negative parts and then spin that as like market research that sounds like absolute bullshit generation y job but you know what the worst part is i guarantee you that job pays absolute bank the median salary base salary is forty thousand pounds and it has a 4.9 out of five i reckon this isn't a fair survey because only a customer service person will actually complete a survey <laughs> and give it 4.9 out of five Wow, way to shit on our quiz. Sorry, guys. I was just so happy about the quiz. I really thought I got it with gardener. Like, I, <laughs> I think we should all just quit our jobs and become gardeners. I would. I would too. I've got green fingers. 
Oh. Don't even, don't even go there. Just don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. So guys, I think a really interesting thing that I wanted to bring up was an article that I'd read which discussed the fact that kind of our age group can be seen to be a bit of a burnout generation. Mm-hmm. So this article kind of talks about the fact that I think our generation's a bit too proud to admit when we're burnt out. Yeah. So if you look at our parents' generation, they obviously worked really hard. They worked like 50 million hours a week so that they could provide money to give us the best living that we could. And that's fantastic and we love them for it. But I think even if we are feeling burnout, we can't admit that because we're like, oh, well, they were doing that job. Or you see people who are like aid workers or doctors and you're just like, oh God, they're much more stressful than me. Why, yeah. why should I be feeling burnt out? And that's a mental thing that we need to get over because regardless of how we feel about it in our minds, our bodies are telling us another story and we need to be able to admit that because for our generation, we do quite a lot that we don't give ourselves credit for. Not only do we have to work all the time or we've been through lots and lots of education, we have to maintain our friendships, we have to maintain relationships with our family, we have to go to the gym, we have to water our plants, feed our pets, we have to deal with the environment and the politics of the world today. It's a lot. The thing is, these things sound so fucking remedial, but the reality of it is, it is difficult to juggle everything. But this is it. When you say it like that, everyone's like, oh, typical snowflake millennial generation. But we have a lot to deal with yeah. and we're allowed to feel stressed about that. It's hard because didn't your fish die? So <gasps> why would you bring up Bondi in oh a situation like this? It's just quite, it's just quite like apt at the moment that maybe it is quite hard to juggle though, and sometimes one of these things fails. R.I.P. Bondi. R.I.P. Bondi. But yes, that is kind of the idea that I wanted to talk about and see what you guys kind of thought. Yeah, well, I read the article too. It's really interesting. We're going to link it up on our social so you can check it out. Oh, so you've read the article too. It's of almost course. as if we prepared this in what? advance. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> There's a really interesting bit that she spoke about where the lady who wrote the article was working as a nanny. Um, she was being paid 32 grand a year. I was about to say month, but a year. <laughs> um, Wouldn't mind that. Her contract included healthcare, sick days. She had a perfect work-life balance. But in her mind, she was like, oh, I'm just a nanny. Even though she was perfectly satisfied with her job. It's this mindset that your role defines you. Yes, you've yes. got to be better. And that there's this sort of looking down and shunning of someone who actually leaves the office at 5 p.m. What do you mean you leave the office at 5 p.m.? Like, we are not allowed to be entitled to take time off. It's This is burnout generation. Do you know what I mean? You feel yeah. bad for taking time off. And don't get me started on those people who come in 30 minutes earlier than you at work and will sit there and be like, oh, sorry, did you not come in earlier? And it's like, you get paid the same wage as me. You don't get paid any money for this. Shame on them. Um, also mentioned in burnout generation was the fact that we um, feel like we need to be educated, which we do. I know requirements for new jobs a lot of the time means you have to have a degree. But mm. she stressed that she left this well-paid job and this job that gave her happiness to go and do a PhD where she couldn't get a job for eight years. She was in 40 grand of debt. All Ooh. because status and proving that you can be completely burnt out let's say or completely dedicated to the cause is better than being happy as a nanny mm. like it's insane it's a weird weird dynamic it's really mad and like that's the thing our parents generation they would go if they did choose to get a career or sorry a degree they'd walk into a job yeah we get education now and there's no guarantee that we're going to get a job so true i mean well for unless we're in the public sector like some people just saying no but it's true there is this it, you see it a lot in ireland too we have i'm doing inverted com in, inverted commas inverted commas Air quotes. Air quotes. That's it. Air quotes. We have free education, but I found that you see an influx of graduates with very little jobs. There's yeah, yeah, the yeah, number yeah. of jobs don't match the number of freshly, you know, yeah. graduated students. So that's why I'm over here. Exactly. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Exactly why I'm here. So what's very interesting as well on the back of burnout is the idea of work-life balance. Do we live to work or do we work to live? Mm, what do you old question? What do you guys think about this? Do you work to live or do you live to work? Well, that's the thing. I've I've been a few I've been a few different sides of the argument over yeah. the years. You know what I mean? Like I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm very comfortable in my job and I'm comfortable with 
um, everything else that goes on with that and I do have a good balance mm. but that's only because I'm quite comfortable now like I said I've only been in this job for two years and I'd never been in this industry that I'm in so when I first started it was very much a bit more work than life yeah and it was very that trying to as we talked about before prove yourself and move up the ladder and kind of like you know I'm all about my job yeah and that's a really thing that's a real thing that I think generation Y is forced into doing be all about their job so that balance is hard to get I also understand the need, though, to like your job because we do so majority of our time there. So yeah, yeah. living mm. to work is not necessarily a bad thing. If you look yeah. at your deal, good for you. So I think my one's interesting that when I first came to London and I had been in, like, in education from the age of four and I was 24, I had graduated. I was living in London basically all by myself. I was very much like, I'm living my best life. Mm. I'm going out in London. I'm going to all the gay bars. I'm doing all these things, all these places. Yes. Work is going to facilitate that enjoyment. Yes. And now I'm getting a little bit older and now... You know, like you can't really go into work, you know, after a late night kind of thing anymore. It's just, it's pains, headaches. I can't really be bothered doing it. That's the idea of a career though. The whole point of a career is it's progression. And the longer you're in there, the more you move up, the more responsibility you have. Exactly, yeah. So it's not easy to do those things. But there's an in- another interesting article um, about hustle culture. Have you heard of this? No, I have not, but I want to. I have and um, I'm obsessed though. Yeah, so hustle culture was referenced in an article by the New York Times. It's called Why Are Millennials Pretending to Love Their Job? I think that's what it's called. Um, but basically hustle culture is the idea that success is achieved solely by working like 18 hour days, having no work-life balance. And that it's like impressive almost to like demonstrate how you slog at work all day. Like leaving the office at five is like frowned upon. Mm. And like those who work their allocated working hours are like less deserving of those who hustle. Yeah. I see this a lot because with friends and stuff, I see like a competitive streak when work is discussed. Like they have to prove who's worked the hardest. Yeah. Why yes. is that? Like that's so stupid. It's like, oh, well, um, I've done this. I've done this. I've done that. And it's, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. In, in any job, it's kind of like, you know, well, I've worked, you know, an extra four hours this week. And I worked an extra 10 hours this week. Yes, your paycheck is there. You're getting extra money, but are you spending it? Are you, or is it just sitting in a bank account? Are you actually using it to live? Don't we work to earn money to have a better life? It's almost like a sadist thing. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And I personally find it pathetic when they do that. Oh, like, you tell them, girl. Like, I just think, and like there are some friends who do it and I'm like, shut the fuck up. If I ask you how you are, like I, what matters to me is like who you are as a friend, how our relationship is. I don't give a shit if you've just done a 16 every day. Like I'm, that's not going to impress me. That don't impress them. Um, but it's interesting because we see new companies and particularly tech companies that are capitalizing off this hustle culture. So, for example, places like WeWork, um, mm-hmm. they've, there's a rising trend in these sort of shared working areas that are open 24 hours. I work mean, in one myself. There you go. They're open 24 hours, some of them, which means you don't have dedicated work hours, which is insane. There was a case study done in one of them in the States and they had posters, pla- posters plastered everywhere saying, rise and grind. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. Like encouraging workers, yeah. which I'm like, that doesn't sound encouraging. Like the worst part is they make it look so fancy and so bright and airy and free tea and coffee, but it's essentially like a slave workshop. Absolutely. <laughs> It's interesting too that we expect to extract happiness from work when the actual definition of work when we think about it is something you do that's challenging, that's labor intensive, which we're paid for. Mm. So if it was so great and it gave us so much happiness, they wouldn't have to pay us to do to do it. Mind alone. <laughs> Mic drop. Don't drop the mic, it's new. I think there's too much pressure put on having a happy job doing what you love. Sometimes it's okay to have an okay job but have a really fulfilling and fantastic personal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. 
And I think that's one of the things that you need to be aware of with your job as well, the whole concept behind your mental health. Yes. And I think that's something that a lot of our generation kind of ignore is the fact that you're taught to believe I need to have a career and I need to do better and rise the ladder and do this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And you're not really taught to take a step back and worry about your mental health. And I know for me, that was a really big thing because I read this article where this girl talked about how she had so much to do and this list kept building and building and building and building like a to-do list Mm. and she would do a little bit and then push the stuff to the next day and it would build again and it would keep going and going and because she'd pushed it back so far it got so daunting to do anything in the first place Mm -hmm. like it just became so overwhelming like the thought of having to actually do these tasks and they might be really menial things basic things at work stuff that you have to do at home sending a package visiting a friend those things build up and the anxiety behind it gets a bit crazy and I know for me that's personally happened even in the last week where I literally felt like everything was crashing down on me at mm-hmm. once and I had like a mid nearly panic attack about the kind of work that I had to do and how I was feeling in regards to work and Aww. literally it was, it was really bad mm-hmm. I'm totally fine now totally fine now thanks for the worry but yeah there was that moment where I literally had to take a step back and think to myself okay work isn't the end of the world if this doesn't go right that's fine mm-hmm. you need to find that balance so sometimes my tip one way or tip the other but you need to come back to the balance Absolutely. And I think actually all three of us are finding the balance now that we have our little side hustle of the podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. The outlet. The outlet. Finding an interest outside of work is like, sorry, I just choked there because I'm so emotional. It's okay. Finding (laughs) an interest. (laughs) Have an issue. Here's a tissue. Finding interest outside of work is like so fucking important. Like, and as you said, it's so essential for your mental health. Guys, mental health is your wealth. And I do think the biggest thing for me personally when it comes to my mental health is comparison. I'm comparing myself to everybody around me. Oh my and God. And we as Gen Wires and the next generation mm. ahead of us are going to have a way worse than we are is how easy it is to compare yourself to everybody around you. Mm-hmm. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is pick up your phone, mm-hmm. check the time, mm-hmm. turn off your alarm, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, any social media you have. What's the first thing you see? So happy in my job. Can't believe it. Mm. Or oh, I did just work a 15 hour day, but it was totally worth it. Oh, I'm traveling the world because of my job. This is great. This is amazing. I'm absolutely ecstatic with everything about my life. And all I can think is, I can't be sad about my job. Like, mm. you know, I can't vent to anybody. I wouldn't dare post a story on my on Instagram or something like saying, oh, I had a really rough day. It's been really, really awful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm constantly comparing myself to other people. Yeah. Especially when it comes to work, especially when it comes to career. It's... And I know I shouldn't because it's very, very, very easy to hide the negatives. But tell that part of my brain that you're completely right like having a good job is a new flex yes like for real yeah and there's times when i'm looking online particularly linkedin particularly linkedin i agree like i flex on linkedin all the time so i'm not a big linkedin user but it's mad because like it's the first thing that i would check or people in work would check when someone's applying for a job oh yeah and it's literally a platform where you just like put your best foot forward and it's huge now for people to flex in their academic and professional achievements encouraging people to post about their accolades or promotions but this further increases the competition and the comparison and like i look at that sometimes i'm like fucking hack me like <laughs> I, i'm shit compared to these people even though i know i'm not but when yeah. you see it it is it's it's instagram yeah. for your work it's insane yeah it's mad like that kind of social like social media as we said is kind of the devil when it comes to this kind of thing first thing that people ask you when they meet you is what do you do like your career defines you. Yes. It's insane. And I want to break away from that. And, I, and yeah. I find myself not asking people that anymore because your career, it can define you if, it, if it's something that you love, but it doesn't have to. There is something outside of the workplace. Agreed. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. Like the first thing you do when you go to like a party, you meet people you don't really know. It's the one thing that connects us all, isn't it? Yeah. Most people or majority of people work. Yeah. I mean, if they may work for money, they may work so they can abate some sort of loneliness. I'm not sure they may work for families. But it's one thing we have in common and we kind of latch onto that. Yeah. But you're right. 
if that's the first thing that people ask you about, then me as a worker, I think, well, I have to make sure I have the best yeah. job. Because when people ask me, I know they're going to talk about it, I know they're going to ask me about it, I have to have the best answer. Yeah, you get work shame. But like, you could like, oh shit, my job sounds so fucking inferior compared to that person. Like, mm. I'm ashamed of what I do. Fuck that shit. It means absolutely nothing. Nothing. What I will also say on that note, we understand we are in such a blessed and like lucky position that we have jobs and like, oh, massively. Yes. Because we're very aware of the unemployment rates throughout Europe and particularly in like Italy, Spain, Greece, and those people that you meet who moved to London to find a better life for themselves, who work three, four jobs in a row. So we're literally saying this from a generation Y, very much what is going on in our world yes. we are very aware of the unemployment rates around the world and we do count ourselves up so please we are not princesses I promise well a little bit of a princess yes. speak for <laughs> yourself <laughs> there is a lot more to life than just work but has it always been this way so I think it would be really interesting if we have a look at different generations and what the idea of a career was to them mm. so for example generation X I think generation X is kind of like a broad term for our parents generation but yes. they were very much like job for life you would go to college or you would leave school and you would get your degree or you just leave get a job and that's you sort of for the rest of your life until you retire at like 60. You'd get a trade and you'd do that. Well I found a really interesting fact here in that difference between generation Y and generation X is that millennials are not afraid to change jobs. Oh agreed yeah. In fact the average Gen Y would have up to 20 jobs in their lifetime. What? Now, that job obviously <sighs> includes retail when you're a teenager and things like that. Oh, okay, okay, I can see that. And the big reason why they say is because the previous generation, Gen X, baby boomers, I want to phrase it, is they were having families quicker than us. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's and the I, big thing. And I think we're almost encouraged to kind of jump jobs. Like, I think now it's like the average for a person in our generation to stay at a job for maybe three years before mm-hmm. moving. Like, And if you stay a bit longer, it's about like, oh, like, what are you doing settling? It's also maybe a good thing as well because as you mentioned, there you go. the Gen X would have kids earlier, but it, it reflects how the change has been made for females in the workplace. Yes. So now women don't have to give up their jobs to have yeah, a baby. Mm. We can have a baby and we can go to work. Um, I know it is a big thing I think of though because it does affect our career massively and it's funny when I'm like looking at jobs and I'm looking at careers now it is something that I look up weirdly is like their maternity policy which is like insane Oh my god me. like that would never even cross my mind never in a million years Well yeah because you have to be in that particular role I think for like two years and then you are entitled to whatever you want so it, it really is something I think that women my age will weigh up Absolutely. Yeah, so with jobs that are kind of different from Gen X to Gen Y, like I know for myself that my parents' jobs would be a little bit different, even my grandparents, because mum left school, left secondary school um, after her intercert. Intercert, really old school word for junior cert. Junior cert, like the leaving cert, is a set of exams faced by Irish students when they're about 15. Think GCSEs. Which was then the junior cert. Oh my cert. god, oh, intercert. Yeah. The intercert. Rollback. <laughs> and she literally went straight into a job as a receptionist and that was her very much getting the job to get the money to come home to raise the kids. And dad was the same as a DJ. Big up the DJ man, DJ Sick. Geezer. And even my grandparents, like she works in the factory. She works in the harp factory in Dundalk for her entire life. So it was very much the older generations were going to leave school, going to get a job, going to make that money. And now our generation, I think we have an oversaturation of jobs nearly. Absolutely. And then there's obviously the boom in technology. So that requires more skilled labor and very specific and niche roles lots of very niche roles yeah so there's a, a real variety not everybody is kind of doing the same trade and then obviously we have a easier um access to education like my parents didn't even finish school they didn't even do their leaving search. same neither minded um so it's easier for us now whether you have money or not there's grants available particularly in ireland everyone goes to university university. like everyone goes and it's now a basic requirement for any job is you need a degree and i think that's a huge change from the previous generations huge huge Huge, change huge change. and obviously we're thinking of even careers 
like the only couple past five years, people like who are social media influencers and social media runners and oh god, yeah. paper, running Facebook pages, jobs that didn't even exist ten years ago, yes, but exist now. Yeah, and you know, obviously, I teach my kids; they're only like eight or nine years of age. Obviously, there's the usual teacher, the usual football and stuff like that. But now there's things like I want to be a YouTuber. That's insane. I want to be a social media influencer. Nah. I want to be a professional Fortnite player. No! A professional Fortnite player was not a thing two years ago. So already, the current generation is creating jobs that didn't exist two years ago. It's oh, crazy wow. how fast it moves. They did a survey in primary skills and the number one job that kids want to do is be an influencer. That was number one. That's well, that insane. wasn't even a thing. When I was Five growing years up, ago. When I was growing up, it was like, singer. Yeah. Like, just well, see, I don't want to be like, oh shit, on the next generation. Because obviously, 20 years ago, we said, oh, I want to work in tech. People were like, oh, you want to work in tech? Ew. Agreed. That's what happens. Yeah, like, the yeah, next yeah. generation always creates new jobs that we've never even heard of. I think it's really funny how like the concept of the career market evolves and grows yeah. and changes constantly. Yeah. And I think that'll be a good episode for us to talk about in the future. The whole concept of influencers and online presence on your online profile. That's a really good one to talk about. Because for me, influencer is the new Hollywood. Oh yeah. Oh, that's where it is. Moving away from TV, we're moving like we're moving away from TV and movies to TikTok. Like who yeah. thought it? You know what I mean? Uh, we're too old for TikTok. I have no Girl, idea what TikTok I, is. I have no clue. What am I talking about? Uh, cool. So I think that'll be a nice little segue for us. So I think John has found us a nice little quiz to kind of take us to the end of this episode. Is that right? Yes, that's right, Connor. The hostess with the motherfucking mostess is back. Oh God. Uh, my contestants are returning contestants, mm. Connor and Nikki. I wish you the very best of luck today. The rules are simple. I will say a question and you will give me an answer. I will select the answer. And by the end, this very unknown website called BuzzFeed Ah, will tell you what your unconventional dream job will be. Can you explain the rules to me once more? Okay. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. I was about to say, first of all, that was really rude. You just came for me. I thought I explained it really well. I'm joking. Okay. So, who's going first? Who's going first? Me, obviously. Okay. Ladies first. Mm -hmm. Let's sing together. Which sounds like a perfect summer day? Hmm, a perfect summer day sounds like binging a Netflix series. Like, why am I lying? Like, why am I going to pretend I'm going to go to the beach? (laughs) You're doing great so far. Thank you. Question number two. Which word accurately describes you? Charismatic. Sorry, no other option. It's charismatic. So fast. I'm just about to say, girl. Question number three. Who would be your ideal dinner guest? Oh my god! Do you know what? There's some one. There's some real social media people here, but you know what? I do Oprah. I feel like Oprah's interviewed everyone in the world. She'd know some real tea. Oh my god, tea! Oprah would know the that tea. Was a choice. She'd know your secrets before you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tea, tea. How would you spend your tax refund? Oh my god! Lord. Oh my god! I pray for a tax refund every day. Every time I get a letter, I'm like, please, I hope it's a tax refund. Do you know what? Fl- flying somewhere. I was going to be practical and say paying bills because I love not having money, but flying somewhere should be fun. <laughs> Next bills. question. How do you describe your personal style? Shite. Is that an option? <laughs> Shite. Pennies? Pennies. <laughs> pennies. Irish version of Primark. Fun fact. Pennies is the original name of the company. They became Primark in the UK so that they wouldn't have competition with the American store, JC Penny. Ah, uh, fuck it. Modern, I guess. What subject did you love in school? God, it's, it's kind of intimidating doing this in front of a teacher. <laughs> English, English. Ooh. What? Of course he said that. Lastly, which animal matches your personality? Hmm. A snake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to slap Because <laughs> you'll get one in a minute. Are you starting? Do you know what? No, I think I'll go for the golden retriever. Ooh. I think I'm a bit like happy golden retriever vibes. Why are you all giving me those looks, though? This is very, very relevant. Oh, so what's my unconventional dream job? 
You have a deluded sense of well, self it's anyway. it's quite funny because it's actually not that unconventional after our previous conversation. Okay. You should be a social media consultant. Oh, but you know what? That's kind of what I do. That's exactly yeah. what you do. That's, that's part of what I, I do. do. It wasn't very unconventional in that, especially what you do. We just discussed how that's a growing industry. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a good quiz. It's very accurate. I'll give you that. Very accurate. Moving on to contestant number two, Nikki Cleary. The better looking of the two. The very best of her. What sounds like a perfect summer day? Attending a music concert. Wow, oh, wow, do you know what? That was the most obvious stretch. Yeah. Stretch. Tell me, which word accurately describes you? Um, funny? Oh, I don't see it for you, but okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> who would be your ideal dinner guest? I know who you'll pick. Oh, Quiety. Oh, <laughs> oh, How would you spend your tax refund? Okay, so whores isn't an option. Um, <laughs> Bitches. Oh, playing the lotto because I'm destined to win. Oh, like we said, <laughs> like we said. How do you describe your personal style? Oh my god, these are all so cringe. I'm I want so to know. Aren't they? They're terrible. Bohemian, preppy, urban, modern, feminine, retro. Um, I'll go retro. Retro. I would have oh, said. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, look at the picture of retro. I would have so said so cringe. Yeah. yeah, maybe urban. Ugh, so cringe. Urban. What subject did you love in school? Science. Scientist Nikki on the cards? Or none? Easy and part. lastly, and by the way, you were a great contestant. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Which animal matches your personality? An elephant. Why? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm fat and old. <laughs> oh, okay. I see that for you. I see that for you. Oh, oh. What a stretch. You're a social media consultant. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking hell. Twinsies. Well, that was great. Is wasn't there it? any other option for this quiz? <laughs> Hold on, let's. I'm gonna speed through this quiz real quick, and I'm gonna do random answers and see if we can get something. This is interesting. If we're both social, what is it? Social media consultants. Consultants. Not even influencers. We consult people on how to do theirs. Oh, well, if you were social media influencers, what would be your online presence? What would be your shtick? I don't know. Maybe like start a podcast with a gay guy and a girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, I've, I've balls that one up. <laughs> I did speed through the quiz with random answers, and there is another one, an editor. Oh, I so think this is very techy. Oh, Fucking okay. boring. Fucking boring. So, guys, I believe that is the end of our podcast for the week. Yes, I think we got kind of everything that we wanted to get covered there. I believe so. I'll yeah. say it again. We could make this an actual careers podcast and have an episode every week for the rest of the year. We really yeah. could, to be fair. Like, I think that's one thing we're realizing as we do these episodes is that we do try and cut them down to like 40 minutes just to kind of save you the listener but I can sometimes we could sit here for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just talking if you want us to talk for hours and hours and hours do let us know I was thinking actually there's honestly so much that like I wanted to say in career and there's so much that I can go back on like this is such a broad topic such a broad topic um, well let's open it up to careers part yes, two down the line shall absolutely. we absolutely um, if we can potentially do careers part two but also if you guys have anything you want to talk us to talk about or any points to add on careers let us know Please do follow us on all the socials and be sure to chat us all the time. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at generation underscore why though. You can drop us an email. So let us know your career highs and lows and what you want us to talk about at genwhythough at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the dying social media platform known as Facebook at generation why though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that your social media consulting? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, guys, make sure you follow us, like us, tell your friends about us, uh, give us reviews, give us five stars, subscribe, all that good stuff. We really, really appreciate all the feedback that you give us every week it really does help us grow and along with this brand new microphone I think we're going to be doing some yes. crazy things yes uh, yeah. shall we sing into it you just gotta go to work 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 uh, work uh, work uh, work uh, 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 uh,
Bye. Bye. Bye.